Spirits of French Lick is proud to introduce the Lee Sinclair Four Grain Bottled and Bond Bourbon. This four-year-age, double-pot distilled, non-chill filtered bourbon has creamy, round, and lifting notes with caramel and vanilla, followed by apple, mint, graham cracker, and ginger, as well as cardamom. The finish is slightly French walnut, resolving the sweet, fruity, almost ground cherry and white pepper. Our spirits are available for tasting and purchase inside the French Lick Winery and Distillery. Spirits of French Lick. Respect the grain. Please enjoy responsibly. What's up, Scotchy Bourbon Boys fans? This is Alan Bishop of If You Have Ghosts, You Have Everything. You may know me better as Indiana's Alchemist of the Black Forest, but if you're at all interested in the Fortean, High Strangeness, the Paranormal, and the Unexplained, then you should tune into my new podcast, If You Have Ghosts, You Have Everything, available now wherever you get your podcast, including Spotify, Google Podcast and Amazon. Hold on, here we go. All right, there. Here. Drinking birdies, sipping on some scotch. We get a little wild at a show of fun to watch. We love what we do. Another podcast of the Scotchy Bourbon Boys. Tonight, Tiny is here. This week, Tiny was here. Uh, the uh, Everybody else coming off of our trip down to Frankfurt and uh, Buffalo Trace and RD1. Uh, we wore everybody out and they all, and then Super Nash got married in Colorado. So everybody's trying to catch up at work. So I've been uh, soloing it this week. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Tonight we are YouTube and Facebook Live, which then right now I am going to go over to it and check it out. Oh, we got some people watching tonight. Just so you know, we do have the ability to, we do have the ability to uh, take on comments. So, uh, I will be monitoring for comments about what exactly, if you have anything about these barrel picks, uh, we'll do that. But just remember, www.scotchybourbonboys.com for all Scotchy Bourbon thing, Boys things. I've got a Scotchy Bourbon Boys t-shirt on tonight. We've got Glenn Karen's. Uh, check it out. Otherwise, you can also uh, you know, find me. Uh, on social media under Jeffrey Mueller, uh, message me on out of the Scotchy Bourbon Boys group or message me to my personal uh, Facebook and I can basically get you whatever you need as far as Scotchy Bourbon Boys. We got John Ritz up. I'm, I'm good tonight, John. Uh, we got uh, Pat Fallon. He says what? And John... Uh, we got, you know, some people watching tonight, so this should be a fun podcast. We are going to be talking about single barrels, 
but remember also, we are on all social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Uh, those accounts, you can you know find us, listen to us. Um, uh, the podcast goes up there. we got videos. We've got reels. We've got shorts. Uh, check us out there. And then also on all major podcast formats. But however you listen, remember, like, listen, subscribe and leave some good feedback for us. The feedback means a lot to us. If you like what you're hearing, please, please let other people know that helps out uh, growing the podcast. Uh, so tonight, uh, that went fairly smooth. Uh, tonight, I want to talk to talk about single barrels. It's not going to be a long podcast tonight because the subject is fairly uh what would you say self it's not it's self-explanatory a single barrel it's as self-explanatory as it can get but it's also complicated a single barrel means uh when you see it whether you see it at the store whether you see it at a group pick a store pick a restaurant pick it means the contents of one barrel make up that one batch so let's say that the barrel's been around for 15 years and it yields 120 bottles of barrel strength bourbon. That is a single barrel. Uh, one barrel used to make that barrel strength bourbon and whatever it yields, it yields. Now you can serve it at specific proofs. So single barrels, it doesn't mean it's going to be barrel strength. A lot of single barrels are proofed. I know that Knob Creek proofs their single barrels at 120. Uh, so you have to, you know, that if you're picking and it's 130, it's going to be proofed down. You kind of, kind of keep that in mind. And the same thing, I believe, unless it's a barrel proof, Elijah Craig does regular and barrel proof, uh, stuff. So, uh, Brian plays Palaya, Brian Palaya. Hi, uh, glad you're watching. Uh, but, uh, so what what we're getting into is uh but it's just the contents of one barrel either at barrel strength or proof to a specific proof but only the liquid that was in that barrel make up that batch of bottles so uh when you're buying blantons uh there's now blantons has single barrel after single barrel going into those they tell you the dump dates when those barrels were, and it is proof to, I believe, I want to say 86%. I could, I could be, I can run over there real quick. There's one right over there. Let me see uh, what Blanton's is proof to. Uh, 93 proof. Sorry, that was my bad. It's 93 proof. So all Blanton's, unless it's straight from the barrel, are single barrels proof to 93%. 93 proof. Uh which would be 45, <laughs> no, let's see, 93 would be 46.5, right? ABV, 92 and 93, yep, 93 proof. So there you go. Uh, but that's what Blanton's is. Uh, but that's a single barrel. Now, so when I was uh, first getting into whiskey, which was a long time ago, early 90s. Uh, my dad drank Jack Daniels, and Jack Daniels' single barrel was being sold in Wisconsin at Sam's Club. Sam's Club, initially uh, in Wisconsin, was selling high-end uh, whiskey uh, in in a case. Uh, there, I remember going to that Sam's Club 
and seeing some bottles that were for sale that were like $110, which I thought was a lot at the time. But, you know, we were talking early 90s. It's probably like 200 comparatively. But um, there was one that some bottles of whiskey that were found in the, uh, at the bottom of the ocean that he had purchased and was selling at the Sam's Club. So there's a lot of different type things that were happening back then, but I had no idea what a single barrel was uh, because, you know, you're, you're, you got single malt scotches, you got, uh, you know, you, you, all different things that were confusing to what was a single barrel because a single malt scotch, you know, is a whole different thing. It's the single means that it was distilled at one distillery because, because in scotch, you can get a lot of um, people buying barrels from different distilleries and making blends amongst them. And it's still scotch. It's just not single malt scotch. So the single malt is how that was. So when single barrel came out, I was very confused. I didn't understand what a single barrel was till about a year into getting into this. I kind of knew what a single barrel was. I mean, I'm not going to say that I didn't have the basics, but the details of the single barrel are very, very complex because there's different ways that single barrels come out. One, the number one way that you can go, and right now you probably could go to the store and you could buy a single barrel Four Roses. You could buy a single barrel Evan Williams. And I believe also, you well, you could get buy single barrel Knob Creeks right off the single barrel Eagle Rares from different stores. Right. So now we'll get into that. So single barrel means that the juice, or not the juice, the liquid, the distillate that has aged, that they use to make a specific brand is what's in that barrel. So, for instance, uh, there is single barrel uh, E.H. Taylor, and there's single barrel uh, Benchmarks. And those single barrel benchmarks and those single barrel E.H. Taylors are the same liquid, but the E.H. Taylor is older than the liquid from the benchmarks. The only thing that's deci deciding what benchmark is and what E.H. Taylor is, is uh, position in the warehouse and age. So that's what the difference is right there. So between them, it's still the same liquid. It's just aged a little bit longer. And E.H. Taylor is in a certain place in the warehouse that they know is produces the E.H. Taylor. So that's what. Now, um, John Ritt says he has a couple single barrel, barrel Eagle Rares from different stores around him. Interesting to do side by sides, he says. Good, good to check them out and try them. So that's one thing that that will that you want to do. Um, for one, uh, so you've got the single barrels coming from the distillery, like the, what what I just said. The benchmark, uh, the Colonel Taylor. Uh, that's the single barrels coming from the distillery. The uh, Evan Williams single barrels is coming from the distillery. And what that is, is the distillery is setting aside barrels that they deem uh, have a profile that matches the actual 
profile of the brand. Because single barrels being one barrel, uh, opposed to the brand of Evan Williams or the brand of Four Roses, where you take multiple barrels to keep a consistent flavor profile. So the the single barrel then, um, in a lot of cases, can be higher proof or barrel strength. But in the case of uh, Buffalo Trace uh, Blanton's, it's 93 proof. It's proof down. So there's a lot of things they can do, but it still has to come. All that bottling for that single barrel has to come from one barrel. It cannot be blended or mixed with another barrel like you do to make the flavor profile of all those that you are picking. So what's really, really unique uh, is that, you know, when you go and you, uh, let's just say Buffalo Trace. Uh, Buffalo Trace is a blend. They don't sell it as a single barrel at all. You can't buy it as a single barrel. But if you do a Buffalo Trace barrel pick, you now are buying a Buffalo Trace single barrel. You're picking one barrel the age that Buffalo Trace is from the rickhouses that they choose Buffalo Trace uh, whiskey and you pick that barrel uh, through a group or through a restaurant or through a bar. So that, that now we're getting into away from the distillery picks where the distillery picks for you. Now the other place the distillery pick will distillery will pick for you is at the gift shop. The gift shop has like the master distiller select. And they'll do limited releases of these single barrels that people just run around the gift shops and get because they're fantastic because maybe they really like those picks because they like Brent Elliott's uh, Four Roses single barrels because he selects some, you know, they, they align to his palate. That's what you get from the single barrels at the distilleries. Now, the... <sighs> the now we're getting into the restaurants... And we're getting into the liquor stores and bars. Um, What that is, is that a bar or a liquor store, they have a team that uh, is usually trained or the owners and they have good palates and they know what they like. And they want to go down to Kentucky or go to whatever in there. You know, bourbon can be made anywhere, but they want to go to their the distillery, and they want to pick a special barrel for their liquor store, for their bar, for their restaurant. So they get a team together, and they all go down and have a really nice experience, and they pick a barrel. Then it comes back up, and they sell it at the distillery, or they sell it at the bar or the restaurant. Now, uh, it's in the control state of Ohio. There's a lot of unique things you have to do, but for instance, here we have a restaurant called the winking lizard they go down and do picks all the time uh and then sell them out of their bar uh, out of the bar if you're going to purchase it uh in a bottle form you're going to have to pay for it in uh as if you bought the 12 shots and it can't it can't leave opened so you have to buy the whole bottle and pay for it in uh poor distribution not as a bottle that you would get that is MSRP. All right, so, okay, I gotta say, all right, that was mom and dad calling and I'm doing a Facebook Live, so I'm gonna call them back in a little bit. Hopefully nothing's wrong, but I'll check it out soon uh, when I finish up here. So anyways, um, what's what uh, when, when you do that through a bar or a restaurant, uh, you wanna, you know, you get to taste them. 
you could taste the shot uh, and see if you like it. And if you like it, you could go back, uh, maybe even get on one of those picks with the bar and restaurant. I mean, if you really like the, what the palates are and what they're doing. So that's a very unique and cool thing to be able to, uh, I like what, you know, they have a lot of picks at the Winking Lizard here in Ohio. And it's a very, very cool place to go because you usually can uh, have some really good whiskey when you're out. So that I, I, I visit that a lot. Um, but also, then you get into the group picks. Now, group picks are like us, the Scotchy Bourbon Boys. They were, we're going to do our third pick. We just announced it. It's Elijah Craig. Uh, it's going to be Barrel Strength Elijah Craig. We're going to be doing that on September uh, Monday, September 11th. And then hopefully within 16 to 20 weeks, we'll have our, our, our bottle. Now, barrel picks when you go on them. Now, we've done them. We've done, we've done the, the couple. This is our third pick. Um, we did the Knob Creek pick. When we went down to do the Knob Creek pick, we were able to go into the warehouse, thieve the barrels, pick out the one we like, then uh, get samples from it. That was fantastic. Now, the other Knob Creek pick I did, which was the first pick I've ever done, and it was in the middle. Now, this is our pick. Uh, I had it signed by Fred No. I'm not going to, but it's you get the label right there. The, the Now, this is the Barrel Room Scotchy Bourbon Boy Select 120. It tells you how old it was, 11-10-2011 to 4 6 for 6-9-2012. So that's one of the cool things about it. We almost had an 11-year-old barrel. Um, no, we had a... Yeah, we, it was almost... It was a little bit shy of 11 years. So uh, that was a really cool pick. Now, the first pick I ever was on was for the Kentucky Bourbon Festival. And you can see here. And that was 11 one 2011 but it was then two uh it was pick 321 2011 so that was um you could see 11 one and then this one was 11 10 so i picked our pick um i i was it 22 right yeah in uh 22 69 22 uh, we picked, uh, a, a, we ended up picking a barrel that was only nine days older um, as far as it was distilled nine days after the one that we picked in Kentucky for Kentucky Bourbon Festival. It was only nine days distilled, but it had aged another whole year. This one, I believe, is 321 and this one, I believe, was June, right? Was it 6-9? So it was a year and three months later and only 10 days younger than the previous picks. So that kind of tells you what you could do when you're doing it, different things. That's that's kind of like pretty cool and random right there, right? Um, it tells you, I believe it even tells you the Rick House. Let's see. Row one. Oh, that's where the glasses come in. I do have them, folks. But let's just see. Let's compare. I never did the positioning of the two barrels. But in both cases, Freddie was involved with the first one. And this is the barrel room we got to pick from. 
Warehouse Z, floor four, row twenty-two. And then the Scotchy Bourbon, I mean the, the the Kentucky Bourbon Festival was Warehouse Z, fourth floor, row thirty-six. So <laughs> we were twenty-two, thirty-two, fourteen rows away um, in the same warehouse. Ten, and and the Scotchy Bourbon Boys was distilled on the tenth of of November two thousand eleven, and the uh, what would that then uh, nine days earlier? That's when the Kentucky Bourbon Festivals was distilled. I did not realize how close these two bottles were, but the Scotchy Bourbon Boys aged an, an extra. 15 months? Yeah, an extra 15 months. So that's really kind of cool. So uh, that gets you into what you do as far as selections. Now, the Kentucky Bourbon Festival, because of what was happening at the time, uh, the samples were pulled from the barrels and brought to the Kentucky Bourbon Festival offices where we did the pick with Freddie No. Both Justins from Justin House of Bourbon, uh, also Steve Coombs, Randy Press, myself, Roxy came. It was just an all-around really kind of cool time for doing my first pick. So on that particular pick, uh, I have and have kept this. I am going to bring it down to try and have Freddie sign it because he picked this also with us. And that was a fun pick to do for the Kentucky Bourbon Festival. Then. Uh, so we got into a little bit of the different, you know, that's into these group picks. Now, when it comes to a group, I will strongly suggest if you are picking, if you buy, um, if you're getting bottles from the group and you really like it, that's a group you want to stick with. If it's not quite your cup of tea, your your palates might not match up and there's so many different forms of whiskey. There's a, you know, there's stronger, higher proof whiskey, which is more bold and a little bit spicier. And then some people like really spicy whiskey. Some people like they want to have uh, less of a spice, less bite, less pepper. You know, there's there's so many different types. Some people like sweet. Some people like oak. Some people want to just, you know, there's a bourbon middle there which isn't sweet and it's it's got a little bit of sweetness a little bit of the oak tannins uh, you know that earthiness and that, that's what bourbon is you know to some people that's like your grand grandpa's or your dad's bourbon there's some people who like that so it just depends on whatever uh group you're going with what palette you want you know you're gonna pick so you definitely want to get in a group where they're picking barrels that are aligned to what you like. Now, so far, uh, we've had some really good success. Uh, we've had some good barrels presented to us. And I'm excited for this next pick, which is I did this particular pick with the Kentucky Bourbon Festival. Now, this is a festival pick. The difference between, in my opinion, what a festival pick and then a group pick and then a store pick, a sto- and then uh, a shelf pick. Shelf picks are designed to go out to the whole w- whole country, whole world. And there's so many different uh, flavor profiles for people. They're not trying to match into one. They're trying to match the uh, find the barrels that 
come close to the actual flavor profile of the whiskey brand that they're represented. That's what I feel they try and do when they're when they're dumping these barrels and picking these barrels for single barrels. Uh, when it comes to Blanton's, it's the same thing. They're they're they've got it in a specific warehouse. It's supposed to match a specific profile that's similar. Now Blanton's, there's good ones and bad ones. It's a single barrel. Single barrels cannot all be winners to you because a loser to you is a winner to somebody else. And that's why <laughs> not all single barrels are winners because there's so many different palettes. I mean, there's some people's palettes that are burned and they need to have strong whiskey and light whiskey irritates them because they can't taste it. They think it's 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 light and it doesn't have flavor. Well, somebody who has a refined, defined palate that is, you know, not not totally burned out uh, or, you know, used by a lifetime of eating and drinking, uh, their palate, especially young people's, that the, the stuff that those people are drinking, uh, the higher end stuff, the stuff they like the lesser because it doesn't just blow their palate out. They can taste those intricate flavors that a 80 proof whiskey can provide. So that's what that's that's how that works. Now, um, when you go to then you go to that restaurant or or you know now you get into the restaurants or the stores um now you're getting into a little bit now you've got a team that knows what they want they kind of want and you can align to that if you're if you're buying at your liquor store and you like their picks you can keep buying them because good ch- chances are the team they're sending down is going to consistently pick good whiskey for you so you're getting a little bit more isolated with that. Now, when you get into groups, you're really getting into isolated. You, most of the time in groups, you know the people within the group. Uh, they're your friends sometimes. You talk and you do things. And when you go down and make a pick, you are now isolated to that particular group, those particular people. And uh, you're trying to buy something special. You you know you're not going to have a ton like a, a liquor store. They, they, they you know... It's kind of like they're a baseball team, you know, if they if they're hitting 500 they're you know, where they're getting really good picks, they're doing well. Whereas a group, you got to hit you're trying to hit a thousand all the time. You're trying to get that one special barrel that that distillery has. Same thing. Now, when you get into festivals, when those festivals you're getting those festival picks are being made by people in the industry who understand bourbon and they know what good whiskey is what they're trying to do they're trying to get those really special ones and usually this festival the distilleries are participating so they want their product to be shined on by these barrel picks so so you get these really good barrels to choose from and that's where the the um distilleries and the festivals coming together for instance like i said this was one of the one day that i will never forget this is the private barrel, single barrel, um, and it is uh, barrel proof. Uh, and it's a 10-year, I mean, it's it's 10 years, uncut straight from the barrel, 1789. It's 126.6 proof, and uh, it tells you even the barrel number. But I we picked this barrel with Connor O'Driscoll, Randy Press, uh, Justin Thompson was there and, um, I, I, 
forgive me, I don't remember her name. Uh, that is one thing that I have to uh, work on there. I, I, When we did the pick, I remember, but it's been over a year now, and I don't remember. But we did this pick. You can check it out on YouTube because the pick, the pick is up there. But um, this barrel pick was a cool day, and to pick with Connor O'Driscoll and then talk to the master distiller. Now, this was not his yet um, whiskey, but it, but he's in charge of coming up with all the flavors and keeping the brand on task and everything. Now, his whiskey, I believe, is in one more year away. I think it was two years away last year, so it's one more year away before that hits the shelves. But this one is a single barrel. We went on that pick. Uh, that was in the distillery again, uh, in the Rick house. And you basically thieved with the whiskey thief. You put, put it straight into the glasses. You did the tests blind and then, then you picked two and then you did those blind and then you picked your barrel. It was fantastic, fantastic day drinking, uh, with Connor, uh, some really, really good whiskey. And this was the first, the year before it was an Elijah Craig, pick which was uh the normal 94 proof where this one was one of the first single barrel barrel proofs that you could pick and where that's one of the things we're excited to pick this coming september that's going to be what we're going to be doing for the scotchy bourbon boys that will be on there on that label now that brings you to one more step of single barrels um i hope everybody understands i mean it's it's a group it's a bottling of one barrel in that one group that's what the labels say and whatever and then you can't mix any other bourbon into that barrel so it's just it's not uh, uh now once again sometimes they're the the you're you're picking those barrels from the same place the barrels are aging to make the brand but I'm telling you, the barrels are always so different that single barrels are a lot of fun. And I really think from what I've tasted, I mean, sometimes I've tasted when we were at New Riff, there was a barrel there. It did not have the New Riff profile. It was caramely. It had the big Kentucky um, distillery um, bourbon profile. It was absolutely delicious. It's not what we picked. We picked something that uh, the group picked something that was closer to New Riff. Now, this year when we did it, I had that in mind because last year I, I, I didn't have something like that in mind. And we were going through and we were talking about the thing. And we ended up picking the the whiskey that wasn't closest to the profile of New Riff. We, the group that I was down there with was Stacy Pritchard and Steve Coombs, myself. And uh, we ended up, and Crit CT, and we ended up picking a pretty damn good pick uh, and I can't wait to be tasting it this year. Now, the last but not least is state picks. Now, Ohio, we are familiar with state picks. One of the really cool things is about a state pick. When you go on a state pick, I've picked for Penelope and I've picked for Old Elk. And those picks are very, very, very unique. And how who you pick with... What you're picking, you are not picking the same way that you pick a single barrel for, uh, because you're not just picking one barrel. In a lot of cases, you're choosing from 15, 20, even sometimes 40, like we did with the Old Elk. There was 40 different barrels to choose from. There was some, you basically had had very little samples and uh, you had to 
uh, dump a lot uh, because 40 barrels and sampling, I would have to say that uh, of the 40 barrels, they picked 36 of them. And the four barrels that we picked were some, they were, there was too much funk going on that we didn't pick the four barrels. And you were just making sure when you were picking these barrels, because we were picking finished barrels, we were picking wheat whiskey, we were picking uh, bourbon, uh, which is malt bourbon, not a high rye or a a weeded bourbon. It's a malted bourbon because malt is 34% of the secondary grain. And then either wheat or um, rye is the lower grains. So that was very unique. And as we were picking through, you realize that what they're trying to do is pick good whiskey. Uh, When you're picking for the whole state, you're trying to pick good whiskey. You're trying to find an exceptional. You do come across exceptional barrels in those 40 barrels. This Armanac finished barrel right here, this was exceptional. This was exceptional whiskey. This is why of the 36 barrels, I had to get my hands on this. I also got my hands on a weeded uh, version, the wheat wheat whiskey, which was a seven-year-old wheat whiskey. That I also uh, was able to go out and find too. Now, a lot of times when you're picking, you know, with a group or whatnot, uh, you end up with a bottle as uh, complimentary because you picked help pick that barrel. <clears throat> um, when I pick for myself, I end up, I don't end up with anything comp, comp, complimentary, but I end up with three or four bottles. Uh, I believe right now I've got the sign bottle right here from Fred of our Scotchy Bourbon Boys pick plus two more. And I do believe I drank one. So, you know, you've got some, you, you put some back. Now this one only, I it was a half pick with uh, the barrel room. So we ended up having 68 bottles. So there weren't a lot of bottles for, I was thankful that the price went up because a couple of people dropped off and that way I didn't oversell the barrel. Whereas um, with the, our second pick of the 181 bottles, I believe I have a total of 16 and CT has four. So 20 bottles are left. Um, you know, contact me if you're interested in that at all. And then, with the, you know, with the Elijah Craig, but with the state picks, you go out and, you know, that's one thing I picked, I helped pick 36 barrels, but I didn't walk away with 36 bottles. I went out and purchased two of the 36, uh, barrels. And, uh, that's kind of how the state picks. So it's a whole different experience picking single barrels for a state. And I can't have to imagine if you're picking the single barrels for the country, through a distillery, it's the same type thing. You're just looking for quality, good whiskey going out because there's so many people with so many different palates. So that's what I got on single barrels. Uh, just remember, I mean, I would say if you're going to align yourself to, to get single barrels from groups, liquor stores, or wherever you're getting them, um, you want to make sure, you know, with that first bottle that you're liking what they picked. Because if you're not liking what they picked, you don't want to just keep buying them because you think it's good. You gotta you gotta like it because everybody has different uh, taste palettes, and there's so many different things that happen in whiskey. So I'm when we pick for the Scotchy Bourbon Boys, I'm always looking for that really really turn your head flavor 
um, something unique, something that you just don't get every day. That's what I'm, you know, that's what I look for when we're doing our picks, something special. And the same thing, I do that with when I'm picking with Kentucky Bourbon Festival. But I also, when you're picking with a group and you're not the, the, the main person in the group, you have to, I really find that's where I learn a lot about whiskey because the conversation and the overall um, comparison to everybody's different and, and their different palates is always a great experience that I find that's very educational. And then who you're picking with at at the distillery. I mean, so Freddie No, I've picked with. I've picked with Connor O'Driscoll. I've picked with uh, Greg Metz from Old Elk and uh, Macaulay uh, Mitten at uh, Wilderness Trail. Uh, and so, I mean, who I'm and we're, we're going to be trying to pick with Bernie Lovers at uh, Heaven Hill when we do this pick. So, I mean, it's really kind of really cool, awesome experiences. And then also Sandy No was on our pick. She was part of the pick team at uh, the, for our Knob Creek pick. Uh, we are going down uh, on Saturday to see Sandy. So I'm excited about seeing Sandy. So everybody, uh, once again, uh, I just wanted to go over the what a, what a barrel uh, pick and what a single barrel actually is. I mean... It's, you know, in the world of whiskey, that's a, you know, that's something that you want to be up on while you're going out and purchasing whiskey because single barrels are not consistent. They're one and done. And um, sometimes you get some really good single barrels and you're just going to, it's not, you, if you taste it when you open it, the first thing you should, and you love it, the first thing you should do is instantly go back to where you got it and get more because once it's done it's done and that is one a very unique thing about single barrels they're not you know that there'll be another single barrel but it's not going to taste like that so you want to do that and uh that gets us to the end of the line tonight uh glad that uh it seemed like we had some really good uh you know, some people along the way going, and uh, I do believe, I'm not seeing, no, let's see, was there comments, huh? All right, nope, okay, all right, Palace, he said his name, I got it right. <laughs> so we had some initial comments and everything, but uh, let's uh, get ready to wrap this up. I will pull that up, I'll make sure my Speaker's on. My speaker is on. And then uh, thanks, everybody, for joining me tonight. Uh, that was a quick podcast. I just wanted to go over the education process of what a single barrel is uh, and what what it what all the different things, all the different ways that single bar- barrels are presented. And uh, with that, uh, remember... <laughs> www.scotchybourbonboys.com for everything Scotchy Bourbon Boys. I'm wearing my Glen, uh, my Glen Karen, right? I'm wearing my T-shirt tonight, and I'm also got my Scotchy Bourbon Boys Glen Karen right there on hand. All right, uh, remember uh, like, listen, subscribe on, and also leave good feedback uh, on whatever podcast format that you listen. 
Pretty much, I we're on them all, but uh, check us out. I've been checking out all the different formats, and it's kind of cool to see how the artwork of the Scotchy Bourbon Boys are on the diff- each different ones. And then there's even uh, ranking. <laughs> we're on. We've been ranked as a, I believe in one. I think we we're forty three. Uh, the forty three whiskey podcast in the cat in that cat category for, and I'm not exactly sure, but it was. 43 and then also um remember uh we're on all the social media facebook instagram youtube and twitter please check us out there like listen subscribe leave good feedback and then remember good bourbon equals good times good friends make sure that you drink responsibly don't drink and drive but live your life Dangerously. Little Steve-O's going to take us out. Oh, God. Let's try that again. I will turn it up. There we go. Oh, show me the way to the next whiskey bar. Oh, don't ask why. Oh, don't ask why Show me the way to the next whiskey bar Oh, don't ask why Oh, don't ask why For if we don't find the next whiskey bar I tell you we must die I tell you we must die I tell you, I tell you I tell you, we must die. All right. Hey, Scotchy Bourbon Boys fans, this is Alan Bishop, Indiana's alchemist of the Black Forest. So I'm tuning in here today to tell you all about the One Piece at a Time Distilling Institute channel on YouTube. If you're at all interested in the art of distilling, whether it be home distilling or professional distilling, and the intense geekery that goes into that process, then check out the One Piece at a Time Distilling Institute on YouTube. I promise you're going to learn something you didn't know before about the arts.